Welcome to another 1905 podcast. Well, it's been um, it's been a minute. It's been a while, isn't it, since we've touched base with all of you guys. Um, normally at this point, I'd be rudely interrupted in the introduction by Tracy, but she's not here. It's just me, little old me. So I'm going to be as engaging and as interesting as I normally am. And I know you're all breathing a huge sigh of relief. Tracy isn't here. But I know you're all thinking, why isn't she here? To be honest, I switched off after the first 10 seconds of the voice note she sent me. I was, uh, I don't know if it's flu or or a new strain of COVID or what. It's just boring. It's just boring. So I turned it off after 10 seconds. After she wasn't here, I wasn't interested. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so we got a bit to catch up on. I'm going to take us back a little bit to Burnley at home. Burnley at home on the 6th of November. Um, I think we can all safely say um, it was a bit frustrating. I think it's the best way to put it. It was very frustrating. Um, I actually thought as normal when we don't get the three points. There's a massive overreaction on social media. I don't actually think we played bad. I thought tempo was good. I thought we knocked the ball around quickly. Um, the only thing we didn't do very well was put the ball in the back of the net. Um, the the finishing let us down. That's what let us down that game. And we got punished. The long It's the thing when it stays 1-0 in a game. The longer it stays 1-0, um, the more chance the other team's got of just nicking one. And they got one chance and they took it. Um, it's a while ago, so I'm struggling to remember a lot more than that about the game. Um, I remember probably the talking point of the game was probably Ross Barkley starting, to be honest. Um, and looking back from what I can remember, I don't actually think he played that bad. Um, Havertz scored, nice confidence booster for him. Um, Hudson Adoy again was very direct. Um, Always a threat. Um, he should have scored. He should have scored in that game. I remember him having a couple of chances where he should have put away. Um, but again, apart from that, we just didn't put the ball in the back of the net um, as much as we should have. And we got punished. Um, but it was a frustrating game. Anyway, so let's move on from that one. Um, we are going to jump. And then obviously we had... The exciting international break that we all love. <laughs> um, and then let's move on to Leicester because <clears throat> Leicester was was really good. Leicester was really good. I think even the most negative Chelsea fan um, would struggle to find a uh, fault in that game. Um, from start to finish, I thought we were dominant. Um Looking at the starting eleven, very good to see. Uh, very good to see Silver Rudiger. Love Trevor Chaloba getting a lot of game time at the minute. I think those three at the back, well, even if it's Andreas Christensen or if it's Asbalaqueta, with Mendy behind them, it just works. It's a solid. It's the solid base of the team, and we really don't look like letting in a lot of goals at all. 
Um, Angolo Kante was brilliant in the Leicester game. His goal, um, he just picked it up. If I remember rightly, Trevor Chaloba plays it down the right-hand side. Reese James cuts it into Kante. He just goes away from the centre midfielder um, and he just keeps going. Um, I feel like we slept a little bit on Havertz for that goal. Um, I know I'm jumping ahead to the second goal in the Leicester game. Um, Havertz's movement for Kante's goal was brilliant. He occupied the two centre-halves and enabled Kante to carry the ball right to the edge of the area and... What a fucking finish. <laughs> I just love him when he scores, though. He just hasn't got a clue what to do with himself, does he? He's just got a big smile on his face and just hugs the nearest person. <laughs> I love him. I love him. He's just so wholesome. I love him. Um, they, they looked threatening at points. Um, they obviously had um, roundabout the half hour 35 minute mark I think it was that they had the goal disallowed it was offside um, no question of a doubt it was offside uh, I thought uh, Trevor Chaloba played the offside really well um, he knew exactly what he was doing um, yeah so perfectly played again solid defensively um, Silver's just what can you say about Thiago Silva? The only thing is, and it's probably me just being a bit selfish, but I'm sure all of us have thought this at one point. Imagine if we could have got him 10 years ago and just had him with JT at the back. Fucking hell. <laughs> him and JT at the back would have just been... He's just a... It doesn't, it doesn't matter, you know, and I know the commentators were talking about oh, Vardy against Silva. They were talking it up as though Vardy was going to get the better of Silva. I... I don't think he even got the better of him at one point in that game. I don't remember him getting the better of him at all. Silva's just, he just reads the game. It doesn't even matter that he's 37. If he keeps himself in peak condition, um, I don't see why he can't play next season and the season after. Um, he just doesn't even, he's like Peter Pan. <laughs> he just doesn't even look like he's aging at all. He's fucking brilliant. Brilliant. And, you know... I know it's easy to look back now and say, oh, people didn't... I I understood the concerns, why people didn't want us to sign him. But when you look back, even before we played for us, it was a free transfer. Um, and, it, and he's a serial winner. Like, there was... There was no losing for us in this deal. There was no losing at all. If any, you know, I was one of the people that was excited about us signing him, um, but I wasn't anticipating him to have such a big influence around the squad in terms of his presence. Even when he's not playing, you've seen him celebrating in the crowds, um, in the stands when there was no fans, he was in there um, celebrate. I can't remember what game it was. I think it was Atletico Madrid where him, Mount and someone else didn't play. I think it was Madrid. I think it was Atletico or Real. It was one of them games anyway. And um, they were all up in the stand celebrating. Fucking brilliant. I think he's great. And, you know, even after he retires, I hope we keep him in a coaching capacity because he's, he's just, he's different gravy. He's class. Um, Rudiger's goal was 
brilliant. And I remember in the build-up, all the build-up, everyone was saying, um, Chelsea are going to have to play the ball on the deck, Leicester are good in the air, blah, blah, blah. Um, I saw a few things like that, but but we've we look threatening on every single corner. Every single corner, we look threatening. Um, and Rudiger's goal, we got up, great header. Uh, keeper had no chance. Um, 1-0, and then obviously I've covered the Kante goal already, which was brilliant. Just the way he just strided through, was, and he pulled the trigger, brilliant. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Hudson-Odoi as well. Great to see Cal um, playing every single game. Um, for me, it's that's his shirt to lose now for me. Um, he's cemented that place now. He's been that good. Um, he hasn't had a bad game in, what, the last four or five games? He hasn't had a bad game. Um, and this game was another one I was thinking, oh, I want him to start, but he's been known to drift in and out of these sorts of games in the past. But I thought he was he was direct. Um, and he's not just... What I like about him at the minute, he's not just staying out wide, out of the way. He's dropping central in the little pockets. He's picking the ball up. He's turning. He's running. Um, he's looking threatening in front of goal as well. And we'll come to that with a Juve game in a minute. <laughs> um, but no, he's looking great. And do you know what? It's nice to see him starting to fulfil some of that obvious potential that so many of us saw he had. Um, but he's got it all. He's got pace. He's got ability. But I think despite what he seemingly exudes, I always think he's lacked a little bit of belief on the pitch, if I'm being honest. And I feel like he believes in himself now. And that's got to be the management team who have put that into him as well. That They've... I feel like they've managed him well, to be honest. They have managed him well. They've been harsh when they needed to. Um, but with the injuries, this has presented an opportunity for him. And he's taken that opportunity with fucking both hands. And he's been brilliant. He's been absolutely brilliant. Um, and you know what? If he starts on Sunday against Man United, I think it's official. He's nailed that place down. But then the hard work really begins. He's got to keep his shirt then. But anyway... He was brilliant, um, he's been brilliant, and it's great to see him fulfilling that potential. Um, I noticed Mason Mount got a bit of stick for that game, and I'm going to touch on that a little bit. When he started um, recently, I don't feel like he's necessarily been our best player, but in this game, um, he was what you needed. He pressed, he worked his socks off, he was involved. Um, he was a massive influence out there. And the way he presses the opposition, it's something you need every single game. He presses so well, he creates space for everyone else. He forces mistakes out of the opposition. Um, for me, if he's fit, he starts. He starts, and I know that will upset a lot of the Mason Mountainers, but I don't give a fuck, because um, he starts. He's fucking brilliant, and nothing's going to change that at all. And he's going to be a Chelsea legend. Yeah, I said it, a Chelsea legend. Um, Kai. It's difficult for Kai at the minute. 
that that was a difficult game for him. I've already mentioned, I thought his movement for Kante's goal was brilliant. He, and I thought at points, he'd done a lot of unselfish stuff. He, he occupied the two centre-halves very well, which created a lot of space for Callum and for Mason and for others. Um, but I, I don't think he's doing enough with the opportunities that he's had recently. And we'll go back and obviously talk about the Burnley goal very briefly. It was a very good header from a Reese James, unbelievable cross. But it was a good header. He finished it well. But again, in that game, I don't think he'd done enough again. Um, he's got to do more. But again, I worry for you if you don't see the talent he does have, because the talent's obvious. It's there. He just needs to apply himself better. The consistency needs to be better. He's, what's he, 21, 22? It's going to come. I'm not worried. It's going to come. Um, but I think he's just working out his best position in this system, which I think is one of the two just off Lukaku or the one just behind Lukaku, or at points when we do play two up front, and it's not a game for Timo, I would like to see Kai and Lukaku together, because I think I said that on the last podcast, I do think that could work well, I do think that could work well to be honest. Um, again, obviously as many of you know, I am the head cheerleader of the J5 Appreciation Society, Um <laughs> And I thought he was great again. I thought he played well again. Him and Kante, I think if they're fit, if they're both fit, it's them two in there. And then obviously no disrespect to Loftus-Cheek or Kovacic because I think at different points this season they've both played very well, especially recently. Ruben's been brilliant when he's come on, again in the Juve game, which I'll come to. I thought bar the first couple of minutes he had the ball, I think he was just bringing himself up to speed. He got dispossessed. Um, but after that, I thought he showed what he was about. Um, very good close control. He's just got so much physicality about him and he's quite quick so he can just go past people. He carries the ball so well. Um, but anyway, back to Leicester. Sorry, I digress. Um, yeah, it was it was just a dominant team performance. Um, going right back to Tuchel's first game in charge Wolves. I know a lot of you were kind of, what the fuck is this? Just possession, possession, possession. Um, I do think, obviously, where we're top of the league, it's obvious now that we've evolved from just the possession. We are still keeping the ball very well, but there's more of an end product now. And that's great to see. Um, there wasn't a bad performance. There wasn't a bad performance in the Leicester game. Everyone contributed. Some more than others, but no one had a bad game. Um, substitutes. Um, Pulisic, come on. And so pleased for him to score. He's had a nightmare with these niggling injuries he gets. Um, and it was great for him to come on and score. Took his chance well. Um, again, Ruben comes on. He adds something to the game when he comes on. He's dynamic. Um, he moves the ball quickly. He can he can cover so much ground with the ball as well. Um, he just goes past players like they're not even there. He's great to watch, and he's a key squad player now. <clears throat> um, Hakim Ziyech, really pleased for Hakim to come on. He influenced the game when he came on. He got an assist, and he looked like he wanted to make things happen. Sometimes I think. A lot of the criticism for him, and it's been justified, is that 
he's not consistent enough in his work rate. Here I have one game where you just think, oh, Hakim's back. Look at the work rate. He, look, he looks dynamic. Um, but more often than not, I do find he goes missing. He looks disinterested. But he come on in this game and he looked interested and he made something happen and he got the assist. We obviously had the three disallowed goals as well, which were obviously all correctly disallowed, but... I think 6-0 would have been <laughs> would have been unbelievable. But we're not going to be greedy and we will take 3-0. It was a good performance. It was a dominant performance against a Leicester team that are probably not completely at the top of their game. But I haven't seen anyone go to the King Power and do that to Leicester. I don't I can't remember anyone going and doing a dominant job on them like that, like we did. They never looked in the game. At any point at all. Even at 1-0, you just kind of think, well, they don't even look like doing anything. Apart from disallowed goal. But it was obvious it was disallowed straight away. Um, but yeah. Pleased. Really pleased with the performance. Um, it was a game I was a little bit concerned about. And if we had a drawn before the game started, if someone said a draw, I wouldn't have been overly disappointed. But fuck, what do I know? <laughs> um... And I can hear Tracy listen to this and she's probably going, yeah, you don't know a lot. <laughs> but you're not here, Trace. I am. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, but yeah, we done a job on them and it was nice to shut that Amati idiot up who threw, who threw our pendant on the, on the changing room floor in the cup final. I think it was a pendant, wasn't it? He's a fucking idiot anyway. But... He got tormented the whole game, and that was great to see, and he got a book in. But yeah, happy, happy, happy. Can't complain at all about that game. Um, moving on, because I'm not one to dwell. Um, moving on to Tuesday night's game, Juve. Fuck, man. Um, what? I, to be honest, I don't even know where to start with the game, if I'm being honest. It was... It was just dominant. Again, I just feel like I'm just saying dominant a lot. But it was. It was just dominant. We just done a job on them. We done a job on them. And the thing is, there there was a lot of talk before the game. Uh, when, you know, I, there was a few people worried, I think. There was a few Chelsea fans worried. And they are a good side. When we played them away, I don't think they hurt us at all. But we didn't do enough in the final third. We had a lot of the ball, but we didn't do enough in the final third. And we got done We got done cold after half-time. One chance they had, they scored 1-0. Um, but fuck me, did we get them back this time. Um, yeah, we done a job on them. Um, we started really quick. That's one thing that I do feel like is noticeable to me anyway. I don't know how you guys feel, but let us know in the comments when the pod comes out. I feel like one thing that we have improved on drastically the last few weeks is how we're starting games, like the tempo at the start of games seems to be a lot quicker. We were we were just on them from the word go. Um, they had a couple of little breakaways at different points during the first half. Obviously, after we scored, um, they had the chance hacked off the line. Silver, unbelievable defending. Morata, Alvaro Morata. Is fucking dog shit. 
he is dog shit. He's soft as shit. But one thing I will say about him, his movement's decent. And he proved it again with that chance there. But Silva went with him. Anyway, he got it off the line. Superb clearance. Unbelievable. Um, going back to the first goal. So pleased for Trev. Um, it was a nice corner. It was in the danger area. Um, it sat up for him and he just fucking rifled it past Chesney. Um, rifled it. There was no saving that. There was a little bit of talk um, about it. Or oh, am I getting confused? That was the one that there was a bit of talk where people thought it was offside, wasn't it? I think I think it was that one. Or oh, am I getting confused? I don't know. Fuck, fuck, my memory's terrible. I'm sure it was that one where there was a bit of talk whether people thought it was offside that it hit Rudiger's arm. If that's off, if that's offside, I think we pack up and go home now. He's fucking, what's he, 30 centimetres behind the guy. It hits him and then hits Rudiger's arms that are up in front of him. His arms are not like out at his side or anything, so it's not handball. That's not handball in a million years. Um, but anyway, enough about that. It was a great finish for Trev. Um, made up for him, to be honest. Um, he deserves it. Away from the goal, his performance is he's just, he's performing so maturely. Um, you, you know, someone, if you can remember, let me know, but you can, can you remember him having a bad game this season? All the games he's played, I don't remember him having a bad game. I don't even remember him being troubled by anyone, if I'm being honest. Um, he just looks at home. He looks like he's been playing at the back for us for 10 years. He looks at home. He's comfortable bringing the ball out. Um, he's comfortable running back towards his own goal if he needs to, to clear it. Uh, he's strong in the tackle. He's got everything he wanted in the centre half. Um, and what is he? Nineteen, twenty, whatever he is. He's just going to get better and better and better. Um, the, the fucking sky's the limit with Trev. He looks, he looks unbelievable. And as I said, he's only going to get better. Um, God, I talk about Reese James, man. <laughs> I think I'm actually for. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm fully in love with J Five. Like. I've never denied that. I am the head cheerleader of the J5 Appreciation Society. But Reese James, fucking hell. He is mustard. He's got he's got everything you want in a footballer. He he's deceptively quick, Reese, as well, but he's strong. He's got a great first touch. He can score goals. Um he's good in the air. What? And you know, arguably last season, I looked at Reese and I, you know, you can obviously everyone who knows anything about football, you can see the potential in Reese. But arguably, the the shortfall of his game was his defensive attributes. That's where he fell short. Um, but this season, offensively, defensively, he's been he's been brilliant. He's been brilliant, and he, he's another one. We just, <laughs> I'm really trying not to get ahead of myself, but he's another one. The sky's the limit. He's just getting better and better and better all the time. Um, and the goal he scored, um, it, it's come at him. It's shot up at him. Great first touch. Gets it out. Fuck me, did he rifle it. Um, and then I think after the second goal, it. I think naturally... You know, I was watching at home, as I'm sure a lot of you were, but watching at home, you, you do feel the nerves at 1-0. It, 
in the ground, I think. I remember when I used to go all the time. You do feel the nerves when it's 1-0. Because as the Burnley game proved, it just needs one chance and the whole game changes. Um, but you could just... You know, I can only speak for me personally, but I just felt a sense of relief when that second goal went in. I was like, ah, we're good now. We're fucking good now at 2-0. There's no way, there's no way, we're let, there's no way a two-curl team's letting a two-goal lead slip. It's not happening. Um, so, yeah, I was buzzing when that one. It was a great finish. He just looks like he's getting more and more confident, Reese, and it's not like a, it's not like an arrogance confidence with him as well. It's just it's the good kind of confidence where he knows he's the bollocks, but he knows he knows he can always get better. And you can just see he's level-headed. Um, I love him. I think he's great. And let's think about it. He's our right-back for the next 10-plus years. So we, You know, if all goes well, he's here into his 30s, um, still smashing people, barging people over and scoring goals and defending and... Fucking up and down that right-hand side. I love him. He's fucking brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, I want to talk about Callum again. Um, obviously, the second goal, I think, settled the team down. Not that we weren't playing well, but I think it just settled any nerves that might have been there. Um, the third goal was... The third goal was brilliant. Um, I just remember it from the point it went into Jorginho. Um, he done brilliant to get the ball under control. He played it into, I think it was Ziyech. And then he played it into Loftus-Cheek. Uh, Ruben in that box with a close control to get it past a couple of players <laughs> was brilliant. And then he's just laid it off to Callum. And that's one thing you say about Callum. Sometimes in the past, he's maybe... Um, He's maybe not been confident in front of goal. Um, he took that great. He took it great. He took it first time. He didn't weigh. Just side-footed it in. Exactly what he should have done. Buzzing for him. Because I thought he had another good game. I thought he had another good game where he was dynamic. He, was, he wasn't just staying out wide again. He was drifting central. Picking the ball up in, the, in little pockets. Turning. Playing one-twos with people. Looking to get in behind the full-backs and the centre-halves. Um, I think he's just he's getting better and better, Callum, and it's great to see after his bad injury and all the um, all the stuff with that false rape case and whatever else has happened in his life. It seems like he's finally getting over all that stuff now, and he's really kicking on. And it's great to see him kicking on because he's a fucking big talent, and we're lucky to have him. We're very lucky to have him, and I think he's got the perfect manager for him now. He's got the perfect squad around him for him to really kick on, but buzzing for him to score. And you know what? You could see it when he scored, how happy he was, and you could just see the confidence and the pride just surge through him, knee slide in the corner of the Matthew Arden. Um, it was great to see. Great to see Callum. Really pleased for him. Um, <laughs> brilliant to see Timo come on. Brilliant to see Timo come on and score. Right place at the right time. Yeah, of course it was a tap-in. Of course he should score, but he needs to get there. So his movement was good. He was in the right place at the right time. Buzzing for Timo. And I hope he kicks on and if he's starting or if he's coming on, I just want to see goals and assists from him. That's all I want to do and he's capable. 
he's capable. He proved the assist part last year. He's going to add the goals this year. I've got a good feeling Timo's going to kick on for the rest of the season. Um, but we've done a fucking job on one of the biggest teams in Europe. Um, they're always in the knockout stages. They always get to the knockout stages. And we have done a fucking job on them. 4-0. And you know what? Sometimes in 4-0 games you think, oh, you got lucky at points. You, you know, they hit the post or whatever. Sometimes that happens. Goalie might make some unbelievable saves. You break away at the right time, score, whatever. But we've battered them from the first minute to the last minute especially that second half, but we battered them the whole game. We deserve that. 4-0 was fully deserved. Um, they they got done over proper. They got done over. Um, yeah. It's just... I feel, what, I feel like since the Man City lost, since the Man City loss at the bridge, since the Juve loss away, that one week period that we lost two games, um, I just feel like we've just come back. A few questions asked of Tuchel. He's come back, the squad have come back and answered them questions tenfold. Um, we look good. We look very good and we look dominant. Um, Sunday, despite all... All the jokes about Man United, Solskjaer, the farewell interview. It was all cringy as fuck, don't get me wrong. But if the new manager comes in, um, the ex-Leipzig coach, I think it is, that they're looking at. I can't even fucking think of his name. It's a really long name. I can't think of it at the minute. Um, but if he's in or not in time for Sunday, whatever, it's going to be a tough game. Because I think if he's not in, or or if it's Carrick or whatever who's still in charge, they're going to set up not to lose that game. It's going to be two solid banks of four. They're going to set up not to lose. That's going to be their first priority, not to concede. And they're going to be tough to break down. It's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tight game on Sunday, I think. But I think how dominant we have been, I think we, I think we win 2-0 on Sunday. I'm going 2-0. Um, but going back to the Juve game for just a second as well, um, it was brilliant. It was dominant from start to finish. Um, the whole Cobham Academy influence um, is really coming to the fore this season. They're just all kicking on. And we've got a core, a core of players that have been together since they were six years old. I don't think you can overestimate how vital that's going to be for so many years for us going forward because there's a core team spirit there already with six or seven players um, and then all the players that have come in that are there already are now part of that and anyone that comes in in the summer now is going to see what a good place it is to be what a good dressing room it is to be in it's just a fucking it's the only way I could describe it is we're just the fucking bollocks, aren't we? Let's be honest. We are the bollocks. <laughs> we are the bollocks. Um, we've... I feel like the Burnley game... I feel like we all, had, we all overreacted to the Burnley game. It wasn't that bad. But all the questions that were asked after that game, the coaching staff, the players, have all come back and answered them since in the last few games. They've been brilliant. But... On to Man United, as I said, tough game Sunday. It's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tight game. Um, but 
we're dominant enough that no matter what starting eleven starts, our squad is dominant enough that we should be winning that game 2-0. But any type of win I'm taking. Three points Sunday, nothing less. Um, but I'm happy how things are going. I'm just thinking, is there... Normally at this point, I'd be looking at Tracy and just saying, is there anything else we should talk about, Trace? But she's off doing whatever. I don't know if she's got COVID or the flu or what. I don't really give a fuck, to be honest. <laughs> oh, she's going to give me some stick for saying that. <laughs> um, no, I love you really, Trace. I hope you get better. Apart from the love you part. I don't really mean that. I'm just saying that for the podcast. But um, Anyway. Um, yeah, so things are great. We've got a busy period of games coming up now. Um, we've got the last group game of the Champions League coming up soon, haven't we, as well? And then that's done till early next year. But we've got some games coming up. We've got FA Cup. It's going to be coming up around the corner. we got the latter stages of the Carling Cup. Um, the Whatever it's called, EFL. Fuck, I lose track of what they're calling now. EFL Cup, whatever it's called. Um, we've got loads of league games coming up. We've got some Wednesday league fixtures coming up soon as well. I think we just got games thick and fast. Um, and I did see something on Twitter, World Club Cup. I think they're penciling in for February, aren't they, in the UAE, I think. I think that's seemingly like the rumour. Anyway, if that happens, we got that as well to contend with. So the squad, I don't, I don't really want to be seeing anyone leaving in January, if I'm being honest. I don't want to see no one going. Because we've got so many games, they're all going to get a big chunk of games and we need everyone fucking firing on all cylinders. Because we've got a chance of winning the lot. And, you know, when you look at it realistically, you've got to have a lot of luck to win the lot. But fuck it, let's go and win the lot. Let's go and win the lot. Um, Last thing. I don't really want to end on a downer. I should have really mentioned it earlier, to be honest. But the Ben Chilwell injury, we don't obviously know the full scale of it yet. But it's seeming like he's at least out for the rest of 2021. And that's a blow anyway. Um, but I'm hoping when the further test results come back, I'm hoping it's not as serious as they first think. And it's not an ACL injury, which will mean he'll be out for the season and maybe more. So let's all keep our fingers and toes crossed and... Let's hope we get Ben Chilwell back as soon as possible. But a back five again is suited for Alonso. So we should see a vibrant Marcus Alonso ready to take this chance and cement his place. Because at the start of the season, until probably the Man City game, he was playing well. But I'm not going to lie, for the big games... For the important games, knockout Champions League games, big games in the league, for me, until Chilwell's back, I would rather Asbel quit a left wing back because he's more than capable of playing that position and just keep Reese where he is at right wing back because he's destroying everyone he plays against. So I don't want that changing. But anyway, that's enough negative talk. I hope Chilwell gets better, but that's enough of that. Um, I'm going to end it on a positive note. We're top of the league. And we know what we are. Um, we're the fucking bollocks. That's what we are. Um, but anyway, I'm sorry it's been just me. I'm hoping I've, I'm hoping I've been interested enough to keep you all occupied till the end and to keep you all engaged. That's the word, engaged till the end. Um, but anyway, 
it's a Thursday I'm recording this on. I hope you've all had a good week. All ready for Sunday. Um, yeah, I'm ready for Sunday. I hope you're all ready for Sunday. Another three points on the board. And let's fucking get that Premier League title back where it belongs. Um, hopefully next time, for the next pod, I'll be back with Tracy. <laughs> Actually, I'd rather Jordan, to be honest, but I can't get him much, so... It's Tracy or nothing, so I guess I'll, I guess it'll have to be Tracy next time. But all the best, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your week. And because Tracy's not here, I guess I better say it. Keep the blue flag flying high. Thank you.